Five Breakfast. Catch up. Dalen Oliver is here. So delighted that you're here with us in Joburg. It's such a special thing to have to be back on the radio with you, actually. This is amazing. Dan and I spent like four years together. Yeah. It was beautiful. I had hair when we started, and then I balded, <laughs> and his majestic ginger curls just became ginger straight there. So Do you know what happened? <laughs> Donald Trump arrived for us working together and then left yes. as soon as we broke up. Yes. Yeah. That, that is true. Like an absent father. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't make absent father jokes because that's been the thread of this whole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, you did call me your son. I did. When we were on air, when I was yes. really sick all the time and I had very old clothes. Yes. And we we, we told him what clothes to wear. We, we bought him medication. We took you out on your birthday. So he did. Yeah, you did. We, I dropped him at home. Do you guys know that I was his Uber <laughs> oh for like the God. longest? Oh, we can relate. Yeah. Yeah. But did he invite you in for dinner yet? No. Uh, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and I would see him with food in his hand and then he's just waving. I'm like, but I'm so angry that. I think I paid for that birthday breakfast though. The last one you did. Yes, you I did. did. He paid when he, he paid when when he departed, and he said, "Let me let me treat you guys." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah. You're wearing that was a Spider-Man good. Band-Aid. I am. I I hurt my 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 hand while punching. I'm a fitness boxer. That means that I work in a warehouse and at night I pack boxes very quickly. Um, no. I, I, it was, guys, did none of you catch that? was a that? good boarding joke. I feel like you guys have set the bar too high and did, now... Did none of you catch that? No, not at He's all. He's a fitness boxer. At night he packs boxes super quickly for work <laughs> and for health. No, Matty, don't laugh. Uh, I don't want the after effects of laughter, Matty, because that means that our friendship is complicated. Real friends would have laughed immediately. I love Paula. She's just like, oh, get done. Paula is... Dying there. Polly's okay. <laughs> actually got her face beat for TV. You need to shut up so yes. that she doesn't need to re-beat that face before TV. Okay, Darren, thank you so much. Imagine you buy a muffin at the garage before work. So six o'clock comes and you put your muffin outside a studio because you professionally don't eat in the studio. On the shelf like that. Yes, on the shelf. And then um, Nick, who I just started working with at the time, was still a stranger. So I never knew his name. I called him Nathan. And then... <laughs> well, you actually <laughs> called him Ellen. Ellen. I I called him Ellen for the longest, even now when I saw you. I'm like, young Ellen, how are you? So what happened was, I, then I just saw Nick through the glass window, digging into my muffin oh, with his faulty Nuertu-Cape-Town-based surfer guitar hands. And I just stood there, and as I walked out, he didn't even say sorry or say can I have. He just looked at me and ate, and I was like, what? what is happening? No, but he also three-pronged fingers. Three-pronged, yes, the yes! The center, not the side. The center. The center. The center. You know that stuff? He's actually where COVID started. Like that was the when he put his three fingers in the muffin, there was COVID. Ah, you know how you dig a borehole? You know how you dig a (laughs) borehole? The cylinder goes down the middle of the gun. That's what Nick did to this poor muffin. That you know the cranes with the games that you play where you put a two ran in, yes, to collect a prize. That was Nick's fingers in my untouched, beautiful, majestic muffin. Your virgin muffin. Damn it, Nick. Your virgin blueberry, soiled and touched. And that's when I refused to acknowledge him by his birth name. So. We call him Ellen now. He's got good hair though. He's got amazing hair. Ellen Degenerate. <laughs> From Melville. <laughs> 7th Street. Uh, Catch him on the corner. Playing guitar on Thursdays and Fridays. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Dale and Olive is here. Up in Johannesburg for some shows. Yes. A top, top comedian from Cape Town. South Africa is a country, but it's also kind of localized. Yes. Like, what is it like performing for people in different parts of the country? I saw you in Kabecha recently. Yes. So now you're now in Johannesburg. Do you have to shift your act or the references? Yeah, so the, the cool thing with the show that I'm, that I'm doing now, it slides and blends across all cultures, races and spaces. So I don't have to change too much 
much, which is great for me, me as a comic. But South Africa in general, it's a melting pot. Wherever you go, you're always adapting as a, as a comedian. I can be performing in Melville and I go, okay, cool. Racially culturally, what's happening over here? This is the LSM we're dealing with. Or if it's uh, in Cape Town and I'm near Waterfront side, then it's foreigners through yeah. and through. So we're always adapting and changing, which is, which is good for the comedy muscles because you're always shifting and creating spaces to find the funny bone, Matty, as you look very seriously as a news anchor should while they're listening to someone else. Do you want to provide formal comment on that? No, I have, you have nothing to say. Like every good news anchor after they sign off no in their com- bulletin, no comment. Yeah. So after two years of South Africans really experiencing COVID and the weirdness of South Africa right now in the whole world, do you find South Africans are laughing? What yes. are they laughing at? We are laughing at the 500 billion that we are still looking for. Um, no, real talk. Which 500 billion? <laughs> Anything. So many of so them. So many of them, yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we need these spaces. People need escapism, man. Laughter allows you to escape the reality that you're in every day and every South African we, I mean we've got load shedding we've got petrol prices we've got potholes we can go through a list of 10 things every 10 seconds of what we can argue about and stress about in South Africa so from a comedy perspective venues have been filling up which is great so now more than ever I think it's a great time for us to uh, reconfigure the whole landscape and, and just go back to where it started uh, and, and figure out the building blocks to make sure that, that, that comedy and the arts wins again <laughs> Very formal response eh? (laughs) Very formal Vote for me It was a press release You know it was good Okay So you are Cape Townian Born, raised and bred You've been broadcasting for years You've had your comedy Whole career there Or not not whole career But the significant rise Do you have any desire To live anywhere else In South Africa Like you're in Joburg It's nice Yeah I like Joburg I love Joburg I love everything about it The hustle The bustle The people The young professionals I mean you guys All between 18 and 20 And it's fantastic (laughs) Working with matriculants Who've just flourished Over a that's what you are. You know what I mean? I mean, we did find the one industry which doesn't require a degree. <laughs> yeah. Like, if anything, yeah. the more higher education you get, the worse you are. <laughs> yes, you, you just, you frowned upon. You frowned. <laughs> but no, I would work anywhere in the world where there's broadcasting spaces and where there's comedy spaces. I'm not saying that I'm here to apply for a job, but I'm here to say that I'm not close to suggestions, you know? So you're if management's listening, I'll be on the third floor yeah. at 10.30. You're not unavailable. I'm not unavailable. <laughs> I want to work anywhere where people want to laugh, man, and where they can appreciate the art. Could you live in Kabecha? That's the other place you love to go and do comedy. I could, I could. Kabecha is awesome. And this is the interesting thing. When I was there, the locals, when I was calling it Kabecha, because that's the name, they're like, no, P.E. <laughs> That's it. I'm like, you don't like the name change? They're like, what's that? I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to get involved with the local politics. Karija is now new Uteneg. Yes. They don't like Karija as well. They say Uteneg. So I I found that very interesting. Even with Grahamstown, it's Makanda. So we were at the Arts Fest when it changed overnight. It was fantastic seeing white people's faces the next morning. Because they're like, who's Makanda? What What is this? This is (laughs) Grahamstown. They just panicked. This is the best. Yeah. Uh, we took so long to learn it. <laughs> Can I do one a year? Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I'd stay there and work there as well. Um, anyway, man, you know what? Lockdowns taught us that even we were working from home at one stage. Uh, we were figuring out this online space as broadcasters. We didn't know that would be possible. I never thought that could be a thing where I could work from a lounge. It must be terrible as a Cape Townian to lose everything that makes you feel special about being in Cape Town under hard lockdown. Oh, that's so Suddenly funny. Suddenly you're just like the rest of South Africa. Yes. You've got no beach, no mountain, and honestly nothing to talk about. At all. At all. And I love t- telling Cape Townians about that because Cape Townians are very stuck up in this space 
places. Are, oh, we got the mountain. Oh, we've got uh, oat milk. Oh, we've got couscous. I'm like, no, keep quiet. The rest of South Africa doesn't care. Start being good humans because we're very clicky. We're very mm-hmm. clicky and very judgy. I'll say that openly because I shouted people at my shows about this. So when I come to Job, it's really cool for me. The like, warmth. The warmth and and also the, the great diversity within the age groups, within race and culture. It's fantastic to see. Sometimes I'm in a, in a restaurant in Cape Town and I look like, I mean, as a colored man, I still look like a white man in that restaurant and there's no other people of color. So well done, Joe. You, you, you taught us a lot of things, you know. One thing I just want to mention to the team is this man got mistaken for Vin Diesel. Yes. When Vin Diesel was shooting in Cape Town, yes. people came up to him into the, in the streets <laughs> and he pretended to be Vin Diesel, which is where all of those slanderous tabloid headlines yeah. came from. But I'm Vin Diesel who took the expired Johnson & Johnson vaccine. You remember that time? <laughs> that was me. I, I sacrificed my life for this country. It was, it was a lot. And all you have is a Spider-Man All band-aid. I have is a Spider-Man band-aid. I'm Vin Diesel, you order on Wish. That's who I am. Yeah! That's who I am. Please, put your orders in with Dan Corder and the team at five. Two rand a comic. Two rand. <laughs> two rand for hope. Forget it. Two yes. rand for love. <laughs> Dan and Oliver, thank you so much for your time. What an absolute champion and one of my favorite people to ever do radio and to do laugh race. Catch up on some of the best moments from Five Breakfast by going to 5FM's catch up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.